Good morning. If you have your Bibles with you, uh, please turn with me to Mark's Gospel, and we will be reading from Mark chapter 16. Well, first of all, I just want to mention that um, you might remember on Sunday, the 29th of November, which is quite a few weeks back, and that was during our lead up to Christmas and the new year. We've spent some time looking at passages from the books of Isaiah, Luke, Habakkuk and Joshua. Now, today we're back in Mark's Gospel. And this morning, we're going to read from Mark 16 reading from verse 1 through to verse 8. But first, let's remind ourselves of how we finished in Mark chapter 15. We read this verse, verse 47, Mark 15. Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Joseph saw where he was laid. What we looked at as we looked at those passages, we were seeing a suffering saviour. We saw 11 deserting, deserting disciples, two concerned converts. They were Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus. And we saw a group of women who were faithful followers of Jesus. Now, for us, we could see in those verses the importance of faith in God's word, even when, like them, we don't always understand what is happening around us. These things were reminding us of the fact that we walk by faith and not by sight. We saw that God was and is in control as he speaks through his written word, as he speaks through his living word, and he speaks through the failings and the faithfulness of his followers. And on those occasions we took encouragement from Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 and 34. But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And we also took encouragement from the words of the hymn, God is still on the throne. So, this morning, let us continue to be encouraged as we continue to read through Mark's Gospel. And as I said at the beginning, we're going to look at Mark chapter 16, verse 1 to 8. So, let's read those verses together now. Mark chapter 16, verse 1. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on, On the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, Who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you to. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone, because they were afraid. Let's pray. 
Our Father, we just thank you for these few verses that we read in your presence. And as we open them up together now, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you'll speak to us. You will lead us through these verses that we might learn more about you and more about ourselves. And we ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. So Mark 16, coming towards the end of this uh, Gospel of Mark, and verse 1 we read, When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, bought spices so that they might go and anoint the body of Jesus. Now these are women who Mark has already recorded, along with other women, were there standing watching the crucifixion. They were standing from a distance. Mark 15, 40 and 41 tells us this. Some women were watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James the Younger and of Joseph, and Salome. So they are the same women that we just read about in chapter 16. See, Jesus died at the ninth hour. That would have been three o'clock Friday afternoon. The Sabbath would begin three hours later at six o'clock. Now, in that time, these women witnessed the death of Jesus. They witnessed the removal of his body from the cross. And they watched and followed as they saw the place where his body was laid. They wanted to anoint the body of Jesus. That was their desire. But things had happened and they happened so fast. It appears that understandably they were not prepared. Mark tells us that when the Sabbath was over, they bought spices. Those spices would have been a number of different things that they would have had to prepare and mix together. But Mark says that they bought spices. And this would have been as soon as the shops were open, early, on what for them was the Sunday morning. And they must have gone first to the market and then onto the tomb to anoint Jesus' body. We have to admire the bravery and the resolve of these women. And all this while the men were hiding away. But the women were engaged in what they saw as being an important mission. The spices that they bought would have been used now not to embalm the body, not like the Egyptians would do, these would have been used to anoint the body as an act of respect and devotion. Now, I want you to keep that thought in mind just for a moment. We'll revisit it again a little bit later. But as we read on in verse 2, very early on, the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb. So they're on their way. And they're on the way to do what they had not been able to do, that is, anoint the body of Jesus. They have been prevented by the restrictions of the Jewish Sabbath. 6 p.m. Friday till 6 a.m. Sunday. That was the Sabbath. Then, early on the Sunday morning, they had to go and buy and prepare what they needed. And now they're on the way to the tomb. And then another obstacle comes to mind. We read that in verse 3. And they asked each other, Who will roll a stone away from the entrance of the tomb? 
at this tomb, it was a rich man's tomb. And it was a tomb that had been hollowed out to form a cave. There would have been a, a circular stone, and this big circular stone would have been set in a channel, a channel that ran along the front of the entrance. And this stone could have been rolled across to block the entrance, and this stone was very, very heavy, too heavy for the women. And they realised that. But in verse 4, But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. Now this probably brought a sigh of relief to the women, a sigh that would soon turn to fear. Verse 5. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Now this phrase of Mark, they were alarmed, this is probably an understatement. You see, this particular weekend had brought a whole batch of mixed emotions. Sadness, horror, dread, excitement and anticipation, then disappointment, and now fear at the sight of what they knew was not of, of this natural world, but something of the supernatural world. They're now faced with an angel. We know that these women will soon be told that Jesus was not there. But before we look at that, I want us to go back to when I asked you to remember something. I said, keep this thought in mind for a moment. And this was the thought. The spices that they bought would have been used not to embalm the body, but to anoint the body as an act of respect and dedication. Respect and dedication. These women are about to find out that there is no dead body for them to anoint. They will not be able to carry out this act of respect and this act of devotion. Come back with me to Mark chapter 14. And there's a passage there, verse 3 to 11. It's titled probably in your Bible as Jesus anointed at Bethany. And we have looked at this before. But let's just revisit it. It was during a dinner party. The guests were horrified and openly critical of a woman who came. And she came to this dinner party with the purpose of anointing Jesus. And she did anoint Jesus with a jar of very, very expensive perfume. And in John chapter 12, he tells us that the woman was Mary, the sister of Martha. And she, Mary, including the guests, did not know that in just a few days' time, Jesus would be killed. This is what Jesus said as he, on this occasion, rebuked the guests and as he commended the woman for what she had done. So we read that in Mark 14, verse 6 to 9. Leave her alone, Jesus said. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, and you can keep help them at any time you want. But you will not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world... What she has done will also be told in memory of her. You see, 
this lady, Mary, the sister of Martha, anointed Jesus as an act of respect and devotion. Something that the women in our passage this morning wanted to do, but who had now lost the opportunity. I wonder if any of these women were there at that dinner party that night. If not, they surely must have heard about what had happened. And now, and now in this moment, they will understand the beauty of the act of devotion and the depth of the importance of what that woman had done. Now, as we consider this, we don't want to take anything away from the dedication and the devotion of these brave and faithful women who are standing at the mouth of the empty tomb. You know, they will be blessed. They will have their sorrow turned to joy. And they will have the great privilege of being among the first to carry the news that Jesus is alive. Let us try to be like them. Let us also try to be like Mary, the sister of Martha. And while we're looking at that, let us also be like Martha. You know, I think there should be a, a bit of both Mary and Martha in all of us. That is, the men, including the women. So with those thoughts in mind, let's go back to our passage and go to verse 6. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He's not here. See the place where they laid him. Now, a few points to consider. First of all, don't be alarmed. Why not be alarmed? Well, they're about to find out what is happening here is in God's hands. Might be confusing to them, might be fearful to them, but God is in control. Secondly, notice there's no doubt in who they are talking about. It doesn't just say Jesus. He said Jesus the Nazarene. Thirdly, there's no doubt about what had happened to him. Jesus the Nazarene, who was crucified. These women knew that. They're talking about the one who they had watched die on the cross. And then fourthly, no doubts about this. He has risen. He is not here. And in addition to all this information, they are invited to take a look for themselves. In other words, come and take a look in. Look into the tomb. That shelf that was the place where the body would have been laid, he's not there. If you've never considered how important these things are to you, listen to what the Apostle Paul said in his letter to the church at Corinth. This is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3 and 4. Paul has been preaching the gospel. He's been sharing the importance of the risen Christ and how important he is to them and to the rest of mankind. And he said, For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, according to the Scriptures. This is what these women were seeing. 
the truth of Jesus of Nazareth, the one they knew had died, they'd witnessed. The one they knew had been buried. They knew where the tomb was. They're standing outside it now. But they know that he has risen again because they are standing outside the empty tomb. Christ died for our sins, your sins and mine. And he rose on the third day as Jesus the Saviour. And Jesus can be your Saviour. This is the gospel. This is the good news. And now these faithful women have the privilege of being the first to go and speak that good news. They are the first to go and tell the disciples that Jesus is alive. The disciples of all people who have been with Jesus for three years. Who have heard him say many times what would happen. But it's the women who go to them and they say, Jesus is alive. Verse 7. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. The good news is that Jesus is alive. The good news is that he will meet them in Galilee. And the news is to be given to the disciples and notice, and Peter. Now the fact that Mark mentions Peter here is important. It's interesting. We might ask, why was he singled out? Well, it's better understood if we ask, why was he included? And I think the answer is so that he would know that he was still included. Peter had not only deserted Jesus, he had denied that he knew him. Why would Jesus still want anything to do with him? Jesus was there when he did it. Jesus was being brought out of the high priest's house where he'd been accused and wrongly tried. And, and he looked at Peter and Peter saw his face and wept. Peter had failed. And I think that this message would let Peter know that despite his failure, his failure to identify with Jesus, but Jesus still identified with him. Peter needed to know that he was not rejected. Verse 8. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Mark tells us they said nothing about this to anyone until they told the disciples. These women, they were faithful women, but they were not fully prepared for what had happened. But they were greatly blessed. Peter, a faithful man, but a man who had denied and deserted Jesus, but he is not rejected. Sometimes, you know, the faithful fail, but God in his mercy keeps his loving arms around his children. Now there's encouragement in those verses for you and I who know Jesus as our saviour. We know our imperfections. We know we fail from time to time. But you know God keeps his arms around us. 
if you don't know Jesus as your Saviour. And why not? Because he died for you as well. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you again for this, your word. And again, we ask that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you will open our hearts to what we've looked at this morning. And in the midst of our imperfections, let us hear the perfectness of your voice as you speak to us through these words. And our Father, we commit this time and these things, and we commit each other into your loving hand. And we do it in the name of Jesus. Amen.